0: People always want to know what it's like to be me. How does it feel to see a dead body? Tell a family their loved one has been murdered. Talk to a rape victim. Catch a killer. And get them to confess. Hold on tight, my friends. Get ready for the journey. And welcome to Murder with Menina. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Murder with Menina. We have a fascinating probably two-parter story that we're going to get into, but first I want to uh, give a shout out to uh, two Indianapolis police officers that were shot this week. Um, they are going to survive, but again, we're in such a violent world with all of these shootings. They were doing surveillance on a bad guy, and uh, he had an assault rifle, and I think, if I'm not, you know, I'm not wrong, they they weren't even able to get out of their vehicles, so... Um, the gun was such a high powered rifle that went through the doors of the cars, the police cars and, um, shot two, two officers, but they're going to be okay. So I just always want to, uh, mention that. And and was the shooter arrested? No, he was killed. He was killed by us. So, um, but you know, it just seems to be happening more and more We're in such a violent world right now. But, uh, anyways, I got to give kudos to my partner, Colleen here, who has found a fascinating story. Um that we believe is going to be a two-parter so hang with us for two episodes on this we think And uh, hopefully you will be intrigued as much as colleen and I have been so i'll let you cue this up a little colleen
1: Okay, first of all, I want to thank jessica yang because she uh lives in austin right now I met her in san diego. She moved to austin. She brought this to my attention So big shout out and thank you to jessica it's a situation that's happening in several cities across the country where, uh, because of social media, theories have popped up and kind of gone viral with uh, social media posts and TikTok videos uh, talking about a uh, string of deaths being related to serial killers. And so I thought it would be really interesting, Chris, for you with your, your all of your vast experience and knowledge to look at these cases in a couple different cities. We're going to do Austin first and then Chicago. Um, and for you to weigh in on what you think is happening there, could it be the work? Could it, these be at the hand of a serial killer? Are these deaths connected, et cetera? So I've just typed up a list of the deaths. They've all been bodies pulled from water, bodies of water. And, um, you know, and then you, you let, you tell us what you think might be going on.
0: Okay. Okay. So um, here we go. And and listen closely, not that you don't, <laughs> I don't know, um, but to kind of follow along because, you know, we're always up for listenership opinions. And, and then, of course, if anybody's got any information, that would be cool too. So here we go. Okay, there are fears of a Rainy Street Ripper serial killer in Austin after the eighth body in less than a year was pulled from Lady Bird Lake last Saturday. Seven other people have been found dead at the same location over the last year. 25 bodies in the past eight years have been pulled from Lady Bird Lake in Austin, Texas. So right there you have to think, okay, I mean, obviously the first thing that comes to my mind, and of course social media and the people that know about this is obviously a serial killer. More than likely, right? Because you've got all of these bodies that have been pulled from um, this lake. So, okay, we're all on the same page there. Several of the victims had been seen on Rainy Street, a short strip on the eastern edge of downtown, and it's known for its vibrant bars, food trucks, and restaurants. Um, Lady Bird Lake is about 1.8 miles or a 35-minute walk away from the street. There are no cameras around the lake. The prevalence of this occurrence and the commonalities has sparked the speculations of a serial killer targeting Rainy Street revelers. Okay, so then we've got TikTok videos about this that have gone viral. Redditors have posted theories in a private Facebook group called Lady Bird Lake Serial Killer slash Rainy Street Killer. Uh, were created in February this year, and it has blown up with over seventy thousand followers and counting. So, with that, and I've always been a proponent of theories. I've always been a proponent of people getting involved. Um, but like everything, there's always there's a good side to it and a bad side to it. Okay, so I I, I think when cases haven't been solved, I'm always up for um, the people that you know get on social media and they really dig deep into these. Cases And they start to give their opinions. And of course, theories always come um, because I figure it's not been solved. You know, they're giving good information. So, but with TikTok, God, it's just changed the whole landscape of everything. It's so crazy. But in 70,000 people following um, this reference, Facebook and, and TikTok, that's just nuts. Yeah. So that's crazy. And so, and we've talked about this before. People are, are intrigued by crime. People are a- absolutely intrigued by serial killers. So um, it's kind of a perfect storm. And and, and on the law enforcement side, you know, you have so many tips coming in and so many theories. And I hear a lot of times when uh, police departments do press conferences on high profile cases, they're like, oh gosh, keep your opinions to you know yourself. We don't need all the extra work, but I kind of flip on that a little bit because I'm like, if it's not solved, I'll take information from anywhere. And that's just part of the, of, of the game of law enforcement and solving these cases. You have to weed through um, uh, valid information and kind of get rid of the stuff that isn't good. And, and it takes a lot of work and time, but you know, it's worth it. You've got all these people that have died.
1: But Chris, I feel like why don't they just have interns, uh, train interns how to vet tips and have interns do it because oh, I know so, thousands of tips come in.
0: I know. It's so funny. I feel like that could be a full-time job like Absolutely. you could hire. And
1: a great one for interns. Well, yeah, to, especially. Criminal justice
0: interns. Yeah. I was going to say, especially people that study criminal justice and even even people that don't because so many people come up to me and go, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm I'm 50 right now, but you did exactly what I wanted to do. You know, so I have all these people that wanted to do, you know, be a detective or whatever, and they could get into the game as well. So, yeah, we've talked about that idea for a long time. So um, Austin police so far say there's little evidence of foul play claiming that while each incident occurred at the lake, the circumstances, exact locations and demographic surrounding these cases vary. Uh, furthermore the autopsies have not revealed any trauma to the bodies okay so i'm going to stop right there i've said it a million times if you followed my career the autopsy gives you a ton of information right it'll give you the cause and manner of death are really really important um, and so when the autopsy and this is just kind of comes down to work ethic too work ethic personnel supervisors everything but when the autopsy reports that there isn't any trauma to the body and there and it doesn't seem to be foul play um, you can kind of stop investigating it you can absolutely you you rule it as an accident or you rule it as undetermined but as far as law enforcement side <clears throat> if I can get an autopsy that tells me there's no foul play there's no there's no trauma to the body this was not a murder this was not a an assault whatever then we can actually stop right and a lot of you know and, and I'm not you know I've done that too you know they tell you how the person died. And if it's not a crime, then it's no longer the law enforcement responsibility. However, you know, if you look, get the story behind the story and you start linking these things and you're seeing all of these bodies, you have to have pause and say, wait a second, I guess I don't have to as a detective look at this any further, but you know, something doesn't feel right because we have all of these uh, bodies. But just, you know, I just wanted to clarify that as far as what we have to do as far as what we're responsible to do as law enforcement detectives when the autopsy report is given to us. So a list of the bodies found in the lake since 2008 um, has been circulating on the Internet. Uh, We're going to go over the victims on this on this list. But for many of the deceased on the list, um, they couldn't find a lot of the articles, uh, you know, stating their identity. Some of them are, but not everyone. So I don't have all the information other than dates that they were found. And then, of course, we'll talk about, um, you know, my opinion and different strategies and speculations about um, foul play. And then, of course, were these cases connected? And I can already kind of tell, like, from the beginning. And and uh, Colleen did a lot of research on this. And I'm, I, I looked at this briefly, but I, I thought I would wait until we were actually doing the podcast so you kind of get my first instincts on it. So just based on this, it's like, how could they not be connected in some form? I don't. I'm not a person that believes in a lot of coincidences. Like, I just think that, I don't know. I do sometimes, but not when you get into the number that we're looking at. So here we go, everyone. 2023. So fo- so far in 2023, four bodies have been found in Lady Burke Lake. The most recent one was recovered on April 15th of 2023. He was identified as a 30-year-old, as, as 30-year-old Christopher Hayes Clark. Uh, Austin Police Department is investigating his death, but said preliminary findings indicate no foul play or suspicious circumstances are involved, adding no other information is, is available at this time. So, preliminary findings, and that's preliminary when you walk to the scene. I can look at a body and see if they've been shot, you know, or not, or if they've been stabbed. And so they're saying, like, hey, when we found this body, there was no. Gunshot, there was no stabbing, the, the body looked fine. Okay, so that's what that means when, and you hear preliminary a lot. Earlier um, in the month, though, 33 year old Jonathan Honey was found dead. Honey was visiting Austin from the DC area to attend a Friends Bachelor party. In Honey's case, he went missing after a night with friends on Rainy Street and was last seen at a food truck after the bars on the street closed. He was reported missing on March 31st and found dead uh, the following day.
1: And just uh, to be clear, all of these bodies were pulled from Lady Bird Lake.
0: Yes. To be clear,
1: not found dead on a street, not found dead right. in different parts of Austin, all found dead in Lady Bird Lake.
0: And that's what makes it like, that's what makes you stop and go, are we are we dealing with a serial killer? Sure. Yeah, you got to take pause. Okay. So on March 5th, the body of 40-year-old Cliff Axtell was found after he went missing near Stubbs on Rainy Street. The body of 30-year-old Jason John was found on February 13th after he disappeared on February 5th while out on the town with friends. Like Honey, Jason John was also last seen walking along Rainy Street after 2 a.m. John was described as a jokester and someone who made everyone happy, Following his disappearance, John's family began calling for better security around the lake, including the installation of lighting along the trails and security cameras on Rainy Street. So victim's family got involved, saying, something's up. We need to get <laughs> some lights, you know, and that's that's what happened. You would think that the police department would, you know, say, you know, maybe we need to look at this a little bit deeper, or at least get some lights out there. All right. So now we're going to jump to to or uh, not jump, but go back to 2022. Where unidentified bodies were recovered on July fourteenth of twenty twenty two, December eleventh, December twenty fifth, and December twenty eighth, police haven't released details, but have asserted that there was no evidence of foul play and the deaths were unrelated. There was a fifth body recovered from the lake in December. The victim had been shot, and his killer was promptly arrested. So we have all of these link. You know, we all we have a link with all of these, and then they throw in. that this victim had been shot and the killer was arrested. You wonder, though, as he was he arrested or was he questioned about all of these other ones? You know, did they go even though the other bodies were intact and had not been shot? You know, you have to ask this person that was quickly arrested um, if he was involved in the other ones.
1: I did read about that case, and even to me, it seemed completely unrelated. It was um, a truck went off the bridge into the water. The driver was dead; he'd been shot in the head, and they and they quickly found the killer. And then they arrested the killer. But that killer, none of the other bodies had been shot. There was no trauma. So it does seem yeah. like this is a completely right. separate circumstance. It is on the list of bodies pulled from Absolutely. Lady Bird Lake. It is, it is included in that number. But it couldn't possibly, I, to me even, it couldn't possibly be connected.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't feel like it now that you kind of explain that a little further. Okay, so, all right, so we're now at 2019. All right. In 2019, two bodies were found. A man swept away from floodwaters was found dead on May 9th of 2019. And another body was found August 4th of 2019. Police said the deaths were not considered suspicious. All right. A man swept away from floodwaters. Okay. The other body, though, that was found in May 9th of 2019. I wonder what the circumstances um, were of that were. Um, but still, we have a link, right? <laughs> I I'm not going into Ladybird Lake. Are you ever or going near it? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I'm not a rocket science, but okay. <laughs> so November 16th, uh, 2019, 21-year-old Christian Pugh was last seen on Rainy Street shortly after one thirty-seven a.m. on a Sunday. So we're talking about a few of the bodies are late night after the bars, you know, one thirty-two. Um, I'm seeing. He had parked his car on Slaughter Lane and took an Uber to Rainy Street. The last charge on his card <clears throat> was at Clive Bar on the corner of Davis Street and Rainy Street. However, surveillance video that police reviewed showed Christian dancing at Container Bar next door. His car was untouched, so he didn't make it back to um, his vehicle. He left his cell phone inside the car and there was no activity on his phone or his credit cards. On November 18th, Christian was found alive, but in very rough condition with serious head injury and bruises deep in the brush in the lake. He was transported to ICU.
1: And I do need to interject. So he was alive. You'll see further down, Chris, that he gave an interview and talked about what happened that night. Of course, he has no memory of it, but I wasn't clear, but it seems as though he was in a coma for several weeks. okay, But it again, um, a lot of details around these cases are I couldn't I dug and dug and dug and I couldn't find anywhere. So I don't have all the information because most of it hasn't been released.
0: Right? Well, and and somebody like that, who, you know, may have been in a coma, I'd still keep interviewing him every six or so months because that's, you know, memories come back.
1: Interesting. Sure. Um,
0: what I just thought of. Yeah, absolutely. So he would be someone that I, I would love to talk to um, and continue to talk to, right? All right. So in 2018, four bodies were found in Lady Burke Lake on June 12th of 2018. The body of a 61-year-old Ray Figura was found floating in the water, and the body of a man in his 40s was found on August 15th, 2018. Austin PD says evidence from the scenes did not indicate that the deaths were suspicious or of homicidal nature. I'm wondering if they, and maybe you'll know those sorts later on, are they doing toxicology on these guys? That
1: I also couldn't find. I would imagine they, they would have to see if there was the date rape, rape drug in anybody's system. However, the medical examiner's office didn't, um, publicly specify one way or another if those were being done.
0: Okay. So October 8th of 2018, a body found in the lake was identified as a missing Minnesota man, Christopher White. White was last seen at the rental house his friends got by Austin city limits musical festival on October 6th. Um, his death was ruled an accidental drowning, but he had drugs in his system. So, okay. They are doing some toxicology obviously, because now the reporting that his was a drowning but he had drugs um in his system. It's funny though like how are they I guess with the everybody up to this point I mean they're able to rule this as an accidental drowning how are they ruling all the other ones?
1: I if if I could find a cause of death if it had been um uh... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just thinking kind of a little bit out loud, like it's like, yeah, this is so crazy. Okay. All right. On November 27th of 2018, the body of 25 year old Martin Gutierrez is found. Gutierrez was a recent graduate of Texas tech university. After graduating, he moved to Austin. He and his brother Mitchell were roommates along with Mitchell's girlfriend. They all lived together in Austin and had gone out for dinner together hours before Martin disappeared. Martin disappeared in the early morning hours of November 19th after going out with friends on Rainy Street. Mitchell spoke with media outlets and organized dozens of volunteers and posted flyers and asked for surveillance video all around downtown Austin. 20 um, APD personnel and around 10 Travis County search and rescue team members also helped in the search for Martin. His brothers described him um, this way. He was a good kid. And if he was going to come up to you, you'd fall for him in a second. His personality swallows you. Wow.
1: If you if you look up his picture online, listeners, I mean, it's just heartbreaking. This kid was obviously so tremendously charismatic. You could just feel it off of his pictures wow. on the Internet.
0: Um Helicopters and boats were deployed by law enforcement for several hours on Wednesday to search for Martin. However, none of those resources were deployed again in the search after the date. Austin police said money they didn't send out boats or helicopters again because surveillance video showed Martin leaving on foot in a direction that wasn't to the water. And there wasn't any evidence that indicated he was in the water. His family members said he had gone to Lester Pearl and purchased one drink, according to his bank records, family members say, and then went with his friends to the Alibi, a bar next door. The Alibi staff at the bar refused to serve Martin alcohol because he seemed intoxicated and was acting strangely. The manager of the Alibi watched all the surveillance video of Martin alongside an Austin police detective. In the videos, they did see Martin hanging out with friends and leaving the bar um, at 1.15 in the morning, running south down the street. This account lines up with what Martin's family had been saying, that Martin was seen on video leaving the alibi at 1.15, running south down Rainy Street. Family members said Martin separated from his friends and was looking for a ride home at the time. Mitchell Gutierrez had also seen the surveillance video, said the way Martin was acting doesn't add up. He said it was out of character for Martin to be intoxicated like that and run out of the bar down the street. Mitchell noted, it almo- noted that it almost appeared as though his brother was frolicking in the surveillance video, which was totally unlike him. Um, police ultimately ruled Martin's death to be accidental, and the autopsy report revealed Gutierrez was, was intoxicated when he died of drowning. But for Martin's family, questions still linger about what exactly, exactly happened to him the morning he disappeared. So they're going to rule a lot of these, I feel like, as a drownings. This is so nuts. Anybody that's listening that's from this area and that knows about <laughs> this lake, I would love to have on and, and interview and talk to and, and get your opinion on this, especially if you've been following it. Right, like
1: we can have Jessica. We'll have Jessica. Yeah, join us that's on nuts. The next like
0: I, I just in Austin, such a great city. Remember, we were going to go and then we did it. Oh, I was fabulous. I love it.
1: I love. I mean, it. We,
0: could it's go to, we could go to the lake, but I'm going to say it now. If I don't come back, look for me there. Um, in 2017, two bodies were recovered from Lady Bird Lake on June 16th, the body of a man in his thirties. And on June 3rd, 2017, the body of a man who jumped into Lady Bird Lake from a bridge never resurfaced. So that could have been a suicide, right? The guy that jumped from a a bridge. So anytime you have a body of water, you're going to have, you're going to have the people that commit suicide. You are going to have accidental drownings. I mean, you are. 2016, at least four people disappeared or had been found dead in the lake near Rainy Street. That included a woman in her 60s found on February 29th. Her case was investigated as a possible homicide. And on February 14th, the body of a man in his 50s, um, he was fully dressed and had his phone and wallet in his pocket. So what does that tell you? Oh, my Lord. To me, it just
1: tells me those two were unrelated yeah. to the others because they weren't in the section. They weren't the same profile. No, nope, They're not the
0: profile. As,
1: as you'll notice, Chris, on the list, I highlighted the cases that have yeah. commonalities. Yeah, but I,
0: I, and I love that, but I just never not, I, I feel like everyone's got to be highlighted to a degree because we're talking about the same freaking body of water, <laughs> you yeah, know? True. Um, but yeah, no, I see true. your point. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Um, wow. All right. So 2015, at least four bodies were pulled from the lake. In June 2015, 22-year-old Julio Santos III went missing. Santos had just graduated from North Texas State University and was home in Austin for a week before starting a new job in Seattle. He was last seen on the East 6th and Red River Streets. His body was found a week later in Lady Bird Lake. Shocking. Here we go. Toxicology reports showed no illicit drugs and ruled his death as an accidental drowning. His older sister, Melanie Raymond, always had a gut feeling that the circumstances surrounding her 22-year-old brother's death were off. And I'm telling you, gut feelings are exactly that. They're probably on. She says the toxicology report only showed alcohol in the system. But of all things, his belt was missing. Everything else was intact. While his death certificate says drowning, Raymond doesn't agree. Raymond believes that her brother and other victims are being drugged. I think it's something toxicology isn't looking for on a basic panel. I think they are lured somewhere. I think that's when they go missing and they subsequently are found, Raymond said. That makes the most sense. I mean, that makes the most sense. You know, absolutely makes the most sense at this point. Wow. Okay. An an unidentified body was found in July, and the body of a man was found on September 17th. Another man's body was discovered on November 29th of 2015. Police identified him as Santiago Gonzalez Becerra, a 23-year-old graduate business student in in the accounting professional program. Becerra was reported missing by his sister on Thursday and was found dead in the lake Sunday morning. Police said it did not appear suspicious. I hate that they keep saying that. On an individual basis, these are not overly suspicious. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. But as a group, and when you really start to dig in, and this is what cold case detectives do, and this is what my partner Colleen does and what I do, you know, we can research all of this stuff and we can kind of put links and things together, right? But you just can't, like... It's so time consuming as you as you saw to do all this and put this together. But what what is one thing that is the same in all of them where the bodies are recovered? Okay, and you can't you can't take that. So we will do part two of this crazy case next week on Murder with Menina. But in the meantime, any of you listeners that have any information about this or can describe to me a little bit more about the lake and how you would even You know, do you just walk into a body of water? Is there a parking lot? Like, give me the landscape of kind of what this lake looks like. I would love to hear from you and would love to have you on as a guest because I think this case is really intriguing.
1: Also, if any of the locals or visitors to Austin have been around Rainy Street or on Rainy Street and have witnessed either been roofied themselves know somebody who's been roofied or witness somebody who was extremely intoxicated after one or two drinks and acting funny and blacking out disoriented the whole thing we want to hear those stories because that's
0: evidence and wow thanks to the person that gave you the case jessica um this is this is good stuff so um yeah jessica thank you so much so guys thanks again for listening and stay tuned for part two of this case um keep uh, reviewing and writing us and sharing the podcast with your friends and family. We appreciate you and we will see you next time on Murder with Menina.
1: If you have a cold case you'd like Chris to review, submit it through our website at murderwithmanina.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Murder with Menina and Twitter at Murder W Menina. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Murder with Menina.